Welcome to the Midlife CEO Podcast, where business coach and strategist Jeannie Spiro teaches you how to take your coaching business to six figures and beyond at Midlife. Join Jeannie and her guests as they reveal their best kept secrets to creating a thriving six or seven figure lifestyle based business. And now, Jeannie Spiro. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Midlife CEO Podcast. I am so happy to have my next guest joining me today. You're going to meet a very lovely woman, Krista Lyons. And I'm going to dive in right now and tell you a little bit about Krista. Krista is a certified health coach and an advocate for healthy living. She helps midlife women lose weight and get their mojo back using a whole foods approach so that they can feel comfortable and confident in their body again. Krista, I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you, Jeannie. I'm so excited to be here. We have, um, I can't even remember our exact path to getting to know each other. It might have been through someone referring you to me and we had a conversation. I was just trying to think of who that person is, but it, I mean, I think I can remember, but the, the point and what I'm getting at is what's so wonderful is connection, right? And how we're building our businesses through connection. And our journey has been sort of intertwined since then. You came to one of my events and then we've had a chance to work together on your business, um, you being in my mastermind. And now I get to work with you on my journey in wellness. So thank that person who originally introduced us because it's been wonderful ever since. It has. It truly has. <laughs> so I just, I want to start with your story because I think this is really important. Um, your background is a little bit similar in that you have, you're very knowledgeable about business. You have a strategic mind. I, I want to know what brought you to this point and why it's so important that you're doing this work now. So talk to me about the journey to your current business. Sure. So I am very similar to you. I really launched what I want to do um, in my 40s. But for the first 20 years of my career, uh, I worked for my dad and he had a music publishing company and he hired me right out of college because they had an opening and I did bookkeeping and then it morphed through the years as people left um, or changed jobs. And so I did copyright licensing. I, I basically did most of the jobs there at one point or another. Um, but the, the business side of it was um, what brought me in. And so after my dad decided to sell the company, I had the world was my oyster. I could figure out what I wanted to do next. And I think like a lot of midlife women, you find yourselves the your kids have gotten to a point where you can shower alone, you can answer the phone alone, you can you know all these things and they're more independent and you do actually have the rest of your life to contemplate. And I went to health coaching school. I sort of fell in it through a Google search. I did that um, too. Yeah. Yeah. I Googled what's the difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist. Oh, I didn't and, Google that. <laughs> and the school came up and then it, they kind of stalked me and I kind of stalked them for about six months. And then I decided, you know, I'm going to jump in. This sounds really interesting. And I'd always been into health and wellness. So it was a complete switch from what I had been doing. 
And I ate it up. I could not, I could not take in the information fast enough. So I knew I was in the right area. But when I graduated, I didn't really know what direction to go into, what niche to have, you know, all the things that are going to create the business part. And so I fell into, or the first thing that I learned was about the toxins in our products, in our personal care products. And so that sort of started me on the journey. I thought, well, I've learned all this, these great nutrition ways of eating, but what's in our food? And so all of a sudden it morphed into ingredients, into everything. And it was shocking. Really eye-opening for you, I would imagine, once you opened that door. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Incredible. And so it was, in a sense, it was like this opportunity to explore what you could, you, you had, like you said, the world was your oyster. You could do anything you wanted. You pursued an interest. I, I mirror this completely because I had the same interest. I Google searched uh, health and wellness opportunities. I think it was something like that because I wasn't sure. But it's funny what a search can do and what it can lead to. And then once you start to study and your eyes open, how quickly you can become an expert in something because you start going down the rabbit hole of research and learning more and more, which is really what happened. So it, it, tell me more about this, because I think this is important. It, it wasn't the food. You just, you just touched on the products as well, right? So what, what was happening in your mind at that point when you were doing this research and thinking about my business? So it totally went, I totally went down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. and I read nonfiction health books for fun, which I know is shocking to a lot of people, <laughs> but it's fascinating to me, the simple things that we can do for our bodies that no one's really telling us, you know, you see TV ads for the grocery store items. Um, we're reading in magazines, you know, you're seeing all these different things, but really there's really basic things that we can do for our body to nourish it, to help it grow, to help fight disease. And it doesn't have to be complicated. And so as I started learning, I started reading books on autoimmune. I started reading books on metabolism. I started reading books on um, hormones. And what I found or what I really picked up were the patterns. Mm -hmm. And so what are the things that people can do overall, which seem to be making it having the biggest impact on their health? And Krista, I think, you know, because I know your work and I know you so well, there's always this, um, this feeling of when people start to do this, they want to push whole philosophy on you. And it's an all or nothing approach. And we'll talk a little bit more about your approach, but that's not exactly how you operate, which was very attractive to me because I, I've subscribed to that. I'm all in, I'm all green juice. I'm total detox. And, and I burnt out on that, even though like aspects of it, I probably should have kept, but then I went the other way. Um, did you do any of that? Did some of that happen to you when you were first learning and absorbing? Did you kind of go down that path as well? So, I mean, to me, that's the diet mentality, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, you're, you're jumping in and it's restrictive and it's, 
you have to follow these guidelines and you have to do it 100% if you're going to get any result. Yeah. And then once you veer off of it, you're on your own again. And you're, you, you might pick and choose from some of the things that you learned or some of the things that worked. But nine times out of 10, you're going back to what's comfortable and what you wanted to do. Right. Um, We're sort of conditioned to think yeah, that absolutely. it's all approach or nothing yeah. approached. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so obviously, as I first started learning this, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to get rid of my cleaners. I've got to change my skincare. I've got to, you know, clean out my pantry. But it was a gradual it was a gradual thing. There were certain things that I was like, I'm never buying that again, but I had two kids. So there were certain things that I was buying for them. So it didn't become an all or nothing obsession, but it became a way of living for me that I integrated, you know, over the years, as I've learned more and more and more, I've changed and added, I've morphed, you know, we all do. Every body is different. Um, and so it's been a journey. It's been a journey. And and we're going to talk more about some of the things that, that are important about the process and, and how you approach this. I do want to veer off for a second about how you moved into business at midlife and made the decision to do this for a a business, um, because it could have remained a hobby, right? So what made you decide you wanted to turn it into a business? I love I love the the purpose of it. I love the topic of it so much that I thought if I can make money at this and do this for the rest of my life, I can see myself at 90 helping people eat better. You know, like it it was just what I absolutely wanted to do and that's the whole key to right to find something so that it's not ne- you never work a day. What is it that saying? You never work another day. Uh, when you're doing something you love, it's something yeah. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not work it's when you're doing something. Life or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and our listeners probably have already figured out what that yeah. actual um, statement is. Yes, exactly. But, but you're so, you're so right. So I think that's the beauty, you know, of what you discovered is you, you were great. You knew the business side of things. And then you had an opportunity present itself and you got to study and do something that you were excited and passionate about. So why not turn it into a business? So timing wise though, you know, you have children, you have a family. So moving into that, was that a hard decision based on your other life commitments? And yes. And as you know, I had so much going on. I lost both of my parents I had to sell my childhood home. Like I left my career of 20 years. It was not easy, but there was this thing inside me that said, this is it. Like, this is, this is what you're going to do. And so for a few years, as I needed my schedule to be flexible, I dabbled in it. So Mm -hmm. like you said, it was, it was very much a hobby. It was very much a hobby. And then I met you. And I think, I mean, it's a lesson to everybody too, that when you decide what you really want to do, you find the person who can get you there because you're going to get there so much faster. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving your event and I texted, you, you know, I'm on the mm-hmm. way home and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is a big investment. Did I just do the right thing? 
And as I went back and forth and, you know, had a huge conversation in my car to myself, (laughs) (laughs) I remember getting home thinking, this is the best. This is the best. I finally, you know, am going to have a process to get me from A to Z or A to L or A to C, whatever, further along than where I am. And I remember texting you saying, it's such a relief to not have to think about how I'm going to get there. You know, I knew like my shoulders were lighter. I felt lighter. I was like, and you, you're the visionary. You could see, like when we first started talking, I knew you could see where I was going and you'd get me there, but I didn't have to worry about the steps anymore. And so that was huge. And that's the same thing with health. Right. Like I know where I, well, depending on the client's goals, it's a little different, Um, but I know the steps to get them there. Thank you for saying all that. And I remember when you messaged me after the event and I, I remember, first of all, for me personally, when I hold events, I've always liked to keep them rather intimate for a few reasons. And that was the largest event I had, but I still always like to know everyone who's coming. I'd like to make sure I have some opportunity to connect. And I remember being excited that we were finally meeting because we'd known each other and I knew you were coming to the event. And then I just remember this feeling of excitement that I got to support you in your business because I also had a personal connection to health and wellness because of some of the work that I did. And so there's this feeling, this exciting feeling of, wow, I get to not only support you in your business growth, but I get to support you and bring your work to more people. And I know on your side, it's you get to support the individual who gets to have a whole healthier approach to life that impacts. And it's like these tentacles, right? It, It reaches out in so many different ways. And so in this year, as I've watched you make changes in your business, bring in new clients, do more work that allows you to work with more people, the joy, and I want you to know this, is the joy I get on my side isn't just the success that you have. It's that you get to change someone's life because you're now empowered to do this work and bring it to more people. And that's so fulfilling. So um, So much, so much. We're all like, you know, we like to serve and that's all, you know, when you're in sort of this field, that's the big, the big word is to serve, but like, what is, you know, how do you serve and survive? (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. You can't just give everything away and take a hobby and keep it a hobby because obviously you're investing time and energy and, you know, and I'm going to, I want to just say this because of everyone who's listening, you know, Krista, you had a, a really rich background already. And in the sense that you knew business, you knew marketing, you're, you're great at writing already, really strong marketer. And, but what I saw was you were absorbing what we were doing in the program and you were making step-by-step like incremental changes, you know, through uh, our copywriter. And I could see you learning. I could see you growing. I could see you making the changes to your programs, to making the tweaks. And, and you were very patient with yourself too, but I also watched you expand your strengths. And that is one of the gifts at this stage is you've taken 
what you were already really good at. You know, in midlife, you've come to this point, started your business, and you've kept some of the things you were already strong at and brought them into this business and continue to learn what you don't learn. And I have to say, I think your growth is because of what you've gone through already. Your growth is it's moving faster because you're not saying, I'll have to throw all of that out the window and none of that is applicable to what I'm doing anymore. I, I, I want to just compliment you because I think it's, it's really a strength you have in this. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it's, you know, it's, I've always believed that life is a journey and I've taken, I mean, for, for five years, really, you know, I, you know, I spun my wheels. I knew I was going to do this, but I didn't know how or what. And I'd take this class and I'd take that class and I'd take a webinar and I'd follow this person. I did all the things, right? Mm-hmm. And along the way, I'd have people say, well, how's that going for you? Well, you know, well, Krista, she, she's just at home, mm-hmm. you know, yes. but you don't see all the behind the scenes things. And I think you're right. I met you when I was ready, but I'd done a lot of the legwork to get to where, you know, everything I've learned along the way has brought me to where I am here, whether I've failed, whether I, I, like, to me, there is no failure. It's all just a learning experience. I've tested a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who hasn't? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I am a master tester. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and this is the other piece to this. And I think this is important for, for women, you know, 40 and above, especially as moms and career women, you know, we are sort of going through this identity shift when we become a business owner at this stage of life. And we have a choice in this. We can choose to say, well, I'm not going to bring any of what I used to be with me in this journey, or I'm going to bring pieces of this, or, you know, like some people start completely over, but other people embrace what they're bringing and also look at this like, okay, how am I going to make better choices for myself that are more aligned with what I'm planning to do at this stage of life? Because like we know you have children who, you know, college and high school. And, you know, there's, there's life that goes out, goes on outside of business. So the sooner we get to the point of saying, this is what's most important to make our business move forward. It actually gets easier, I think. So we can focus on the other things too. Yeah. I feel like what I did to you was like, if you envision a desk and you envision someone coming up with piles and piles of paper, that's like my history and I piled all my ideas and all the things that I'd learned. And I was just like, okay, Jeannie, tell me what to do next. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you like swept them all off the desk <laughs> and basically said, okay, let's just start here. <laughs> you know, <one> thing. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's the same thing that you do with women in your work. And I love that we're connected on this. Um, So before we pivot into that, I really want to know why you believe so much in supporting midlife women. What, why are you passionate about this demographic of people to support? Because I feel like when you get to your forties, you've poured your heart and soul into your business or your children 
or your house or your parents. You know, we're getting to the age in the in your 40s, your 50s, you know, where all of a sudden you got to take care of your parents also. Um, and there's so much we can do for ourselves to make us stronger so that we can take care of ourselves and be able to take care of them too. And so it's really a refocus on, oh yeah, I matter. I matter too. And you narrowed this down in your coaching. So you really could have gone in several different directions, but what you've done, and and I want everyone to understand this, you've not only narrowed down who you're working with, your specialization and what you do, well, actually you've narrowed down your specialization, uh, you've narrowed down who you work with, and you've narrowed down how you're working with people, which actually makes it easier for you to work in your business. But, but talk about that piece, that you've identified some things that are really supportive to women in midlife through your research, through your work, for, and likely through coaching yourself too, right? So can you dive into that a little bit? Like, what do we need to be focusing on and thinking about as midlife women, especially if we're not simply trying to lose weight? It's not the only goal that we have, that if health is even a factor in this, or combining these, talk a little bit more about that. So one of the the reasons that I chose this niche also is because I'm a perfect client. You know, I, I live uh, what I teach Mm -hmm. and I've learned and I've, I've put implemented, you know, the steps in my own life and I've seen what they've been able to do. And so I chose this niche so that women can, you know, feel good. It's, you know, sometimes at the outset, they think I want to lose 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. or I want to lose 10 pounds or, you know, whatever it is, but that's not really, it, it's not really the number on the scale. It's what that feeling is going to be when that happens. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. And, and, and also the, the process, right. Along the way. Totally. Totally. And it's, it's like a self, um, it's a self journey, mm-hmm. right. And when you lose, start losing some weight before that, even you start feeling better when you start putting good food in your body, it feeds your body, it feeds your cells, it feeds everything. And it, you, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel more vibrant. You're going to have more energy. And so it starts off as thinking that you want to lose weight, but really it's because you want to feel better. Absolutely. And I can tell you because I've been, and who hasn't, right? (laughs) Like I've tried many different diets and I've actually had success with them at different stages of my life. And I know that for me personally, this time around, I had that sort of feeling of, I don't really want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to feel this way in my body. I don't want it to feel tired. I don't want to have this excess. I don't like the way my body is shifting. And I also knew that for me personally, it was this, um, if this is this phase where I'm going into of aging, mm-hmm. right? How do I age in a way that I feel really empowered? And just that even like little connection was, okay, so wait a minute, this is not a diet anymore. 
this is not like I'm going to do something, you know, extreme or anything like that. It was what are the things that I can be doing to make better choices about being healthy while taking better care of myself and starting to feel better and look better because there is a vanity piece to it too. You know, we all, right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the women that you work with, right? Many women, it's beyond the, this diet. I'm not coming to you simply for a diet. And it's so easy at middle age, you know, they say, you'll get reading glasses at 45. Well, mm-hmm. did I not go to the doctor and all of a sudden need reading glasses at 45? Yes. <laughs> right. You know, all of a sudden uh, it was, my weight was shifting mm-hmm. and, you know, I'd always had, except when I was pregnant, you know, a thinner waist, um, not it, you know, it, it started to fill out and I'm like, what, where's this coming from? Right. Um, you know, the hormones are out of whack. There's so many things and it's really easy to just brush your hands and say, Oh, well, it's middle age. I guess they say it's going to happen. So it's going to happen. But there's things you can do so it doesn't have to. And that's the piece that I love. And I I succumbed to that. You know, I really went down that, especially through the pandemic in the beginning. I was like, all right, well, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And there was like this element of sort of denial. And also it was like, you know, on the other side of this, I'm going to lose the weight. But I haven't realized or I didn't realize how hard, how much I had also been worked. I'd been very active in raising the numbers on the scale for many years. It wasn't this, the pandemic that did it. Um, but there's this sort of this thing like in our, in our twenties and our thirties, maybe even in our early forties before menopause, it's like, Oh, we can lose weight, but it definitely does get harder. And, 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 And the other part of it, like you said, is for some of us, we don't want to just say this is the end of that journey, right? It's what, what are the ways that we can explore to take better care of ourselves? And one of the benefits is going to be, we probably are going to lose weight too. Um, Yep. So let's go into this because I think this is really important. Your approach is very different. And so, you know, compare and contrast how you work versus how others might work. Or, you know, when we think about a healthier lifestyle and doing it in your healthy approach, talk about the differences, what you see, what you believe versus what other people might be saying is important. So. Yeah. And it's really hard right now because there's always a new diet, right? The keto diet, the paleo diet, I mean, you name it. And they all tout themselves as being the thing that's going to work. And so it's really easy to want to do one of those protocols um, because the promises are so big. Mm -hmm. Uh, I decided that I would choose a whole food approach. One, because the, the chemicals that you're going to eliminate by eating whole foods. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you and I had talked about like the pesticides that are on fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. The pesticides are so bad for our bodies and actually affect our fat cells. So we want to get the pesticides out. Um, the other thing with whole foods is I'm finding that when you, you mostly stay with whole foods, When you don't, like say it's your birthday and you go out or say it's the pandemic and all of a sudden you're drinking more wine or, you know, 
uh, there'll be always be ups and downs. But when your body's cleaner, your body can handle the things that aren't as clean. Mm -hmm. So you and I had talked about, you know, like the dirty clean eating. So, you know, you hear clean eating and you think, oh my gosh, she's going to put me on nothing but broccoli and kale and, you know, (laughs) but it's not that way at all. I figure out what kinds of foods you like. Yeah. And we put together a plan that include those foods so that you're, you're full, Mm -hmm. but you're filling up on nutritious food that's going to feed your body. Mm -hmm. and you're not going to feel like it's restrictive. You're not going to feel like you can't cheat because there is no good, bad. There's just more nutritious, less nutritious. Um, With the result of you feeling better and better in your body all the time. All the time, all the time. Yes. So what what are some of the other benefits you, you can... So you less yeah, you, inflammation. Like what, what are some other things that will happen through that process? So it's the things that you can measure like mm-hmm. your weight, your weight will start to come off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your energy, maybe you don't need the 2 PM nap anymore. Right. Um, you're going to be eating more. And so mm-hmm. you're not going to be as hungry. And then there's the things that you can't really measure, which is the inflammation in your body. Um, which you may be able to measure if, if you feel joint pain, Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's starting to wane a bit, you know, that's measurable. Um, but oftentimes it's the inflammation just inside that we don't even know the, your blood pressure may go down. Your cholesterol may go down. Your doctor may be like, what are you doing? Or when you're on these zoom calls and people say, wow, your skin looks really great. Your skin looks bright. You look, you know, you look like you look great. What are you doing? Right. Right. And it's just whole food. It's just real food. And I think the other part of it too, is this exploration of what feels good in your body and what doesn't feel good in your body, even, even through this process. But, uh, you know, like, so for example, if you are going to eat some things that aren't necessarily as whole, how does that feel? Right. And what's that reaction that you have? And do you really want to keep doing that? It's not like, don't do it. Right. That's not the approach you take. It's, it's, how does that feel too, after you've done that? Right. One of the things that I've noticed for myself was I had this thought in my head of, oh, this is healthy. And so you, you're brilliant at this. You show people that you have a process and you show people about how to discover what is um, a, a healthier option mm-hmm. versus what's not. And so for me, I had all of this deprogramming I had to do, which you've got to probably say nine times out of 10, the people that you work with have to do not just the deprogramming of what does this weight mean or the scale. It's that I thought this food was healthy. Of course. Right. All the marketing, right. That's out there. Exactly. And, and then there's, there's that, but then I thought this was, I still think this is healthy, but really how it's reacting in my body isn't necessarily the reaction I should have. And it's causing this to happen versus we're really moving into other options that are more clean and easier to handle that end up with all these other benefits, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a client and she just said for 30 years, I've been working with her for a short period of time, but she said for 30 years, she suffered from sciatica and not even be able, you know, being able to stand at the stove and cook for periods of time. 
And she said, Krista, after just these few weeks, she said, it's gone. She said, I'm dancing in my kitchen. And it, and she knows now, and she had a piece of pizza. And I said, well, how'd that feel? And she said, well, it didn't feel great, but she was okay. And the pain didn't come back because she went right back to how she, you know, the, the cleaner eating. Yeah. And she's got a process. Amazing. I can tell you in my case, uh, things that I thought, like even like organic popcorn, right? Um, I thought, well, I can feel good with that. I can't, I can't even tolerate it anymore. It just, I can see inflammation in my body and I don't know, I'm sure because it's still microwavable or whatever, you know, it's like, nope, that one is out. And, you know, you just start to really kind of observe more, not to me, I'm not obsessing as much as I'm in observation with my body. And I love that this journey that you really work on with your clients is to help them not only explore that, you know, come to this realization, because that's a part of your process. There's this realization of, of here are the things that can be contributing to the weight gain or the way you're feeling or what's getting in the way of the loss, right? So that's a part of what you do. Um, talk about the other things that you do when you're working with clients, because your approach is different. You, you alluded to this before about what you put together for clients too. Yeah, I call it personalized nutrition because it really is, you know, it's, it's not one size fits all and you may be sensitive to corn, you know, that could be one of your food sensitivities, or it could have been the quality of the corn. I mean, who, there's so many things. And so it's really keeping track of what you're eating and how you're feeling. And so a huge part of how I work with clients is having them keep track keep track of what you're eating so that we can see the patterns. So you can start taking note of, okay, I feel better when I've had these types of foods. I mean, it could be, you could be, you could have a food sensitivity to a banana and you think, well, the bananas are so good, but it's your body and how your body processes it and likes it or doesn't like it. And so I, uh, I do meal plans. I found meal planning to be one of the most um, rewarding things for the clients and for myself. It's so fun to put together for a client, but you can tell me what you like, what you don't like, what usually makes you feel good, what doesn't. And we can put together a whole week's worth of food so that you don't even have to give it another thought. You just know what you're having. There's nothing worse than five o'clock rolling around, right? And you're exhausted and you've been working all day and what's for dinner is the worst thing to hear. (laughs) And I love your approach for several reasons. You know, one is it is customized. And so you are really incorporating, just like what you said, what people like, what they don't like. And the other part that's really important, especially for everyone who's listening, who's running a business, we know many times, especially those of us who have busy businesses and lives, right? We know how easy it is to skip a lunch, to not have breakfast, to get to the middle of the afternoon and be like, well, I had every intention of eating really well today. (laughs) And all of that is out the door because it's four o'clock and I haven't done anything to take care of myself. You take that element out, which is so healthy, helpful and healthy for (laughs) the women entrepreneurs. I mean, this is helpful for anyone, but especially for those of us running a business, right? And 
and that you love doing because you're customizing it for them. Yes. Yes. And oftentimes, like, you know, if you're really busy and you have a business and you're coaching your own clients, client after client after client, I, through conversations with you, know you need to have leftovers for lunch or a quick energy bar or ball to grab. You know, you need something quick. And so we can customize it so that if you have a five minute bathroom break, you can still get a bite in and not feel hungry. Which is so good. I mean, so first of all, this is what I really love. I mean, the approach that you take, it's not so restrictive that it doesn't give people liberty to sort of move a little bit past it. The second thing that, you know, I'm learning, um, you know, in working with you too, personally working with you, because I've known it from the opposite side, but personally getting to work with you is this approach that you take of really like sort of testing and seeing what feels great in someone's body and keeping track. And the third part is really adjust creating the, the, the meal plan, but also incorporating how does this person work and live? What is important to them? Their prior priorities here. Like if, and I think you even asked me that question, like, do I like to spend a lot of time in the kitchen and, you know, and do I like to have leftovers or, you know, things like that, which is like the, the one thing that I think I love so much is that you can buy any type of plan and it will be, it will be, here is the plan, right? And it's, everybody follows the same thing. Whereas you get to customize it and really work with people to adjust. Yeah, yeah you have to dig deep because your lifestyle is different than my lifestyle yeah. and your tastes and your, you know, family, family dynamic. Every, I mean, everything is so different. And so unless we dig deep and really figure out what your body likes, what your schedule is like, what your lifestyle is like, you're not going to have the long-term results because it's just going to be like patchwork. So, so Krista, here, here's a question on this. So some people will say, oh, well, it's just so much easier to just follow a diet, right? True. Yeah. But, but in the long run, like, what's your feeling on, on that? Yeah. I mean, how many diets do you want to try? Yeah. You know, do you want to try? It, it's, it's like me when I was talking about the years before when I would try this webinar and I would try that and I would read this book and I would do all these things. Sure. I learned yeah. and I could piece it all together, but it wasn't until I started working with you that all the pieces fell into place and you had a plan you had a plan for me, you know, like I create plans for, for my clients. It's got to be personalized in order for it to go long-term. And it's, it's not easy, but it's going to be quicker because we're going to personalize it for you. And it's rewarding. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely think. Okay. So we've eliminated or not eliminated, but we haven't incorporated another piece to this, which you've talked about the products, because this is so important as well. And so, um, Talk about why we also need to be paying attention to pro the products that we're putting on our body, uh, in our body, <laughs> um, that we're using in our household. Talk about that in, in the picture of clean, clean living too. So I typically start with food because that's what we're immediately putting in our body day to day to day. Um, and we start eliminating the artificial ingredients in the foods, mm -hmm. right? 
And then when you decide that you want to take your health to the next level, then it's the personal care products. So you think about your sheets, right? You're sleeping in your sheets for 12 hours, well, eight hours a day. Maybe you're laying in bed even longer, but then you're putting clothes on. So you're having contact with the laundry detergent that you've washed your clothes in almost 24 hours a day. So if there's chemicals that are harmful to your body in that laundry detergent, you're exposing yourself all day and night. And so a lot of those chemicals mess with our hormones. They're disruptive to our systems. And so you think, yeah, but it's just laundry detergent. It washes off. But there is residual that's left in there. And then what are you using in the dryer to dry your sheets? Right. You know, and then what are you washing your hair with and your lotion? You know, all these things that come into contact with our skin, that's going into our body too. And we haven't even talked about like supplements or any of those other things, but, you know, I think that this is a really important piece to it. We have to be careful to not go too far too fast. And also we can sort of be selective in our approach which is another part of what I love in how you do this is what you start with. You don't go all in completely extreme. It's sort of like um, step-by-step through this, but you've studied so much, you know, products, you know, you probably learned which ones are the ones that to totally avoid versus the ones to start incorporating, right? Well, there's definitely tears, right? Like there's, there's the worst. There's the better, you know, and then, and then there's, there's the best. Clean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good, one, better, best. One <laughs> or thing that's interesting is like, do you know who owns Burt's Bees? You know, Burt's Bees, right? It's supposed yeah. to be like the healthy, it's the healthy lotion, healthy lip balm. Guess who mm-hmm. owns Burt's Bees? No idea. Clorox. Oh, I had no idea. <gasps> no kidding. Wow. Oh, so it's a little shocking. You know, that bleach, Clorox bleach is the same company that creates the lip balm that you're going to. So, and it doesn't mean that it's really bad. It just means you've got to read the ingredient labels and see what's in it. So I now, I read ingredient labels for everything. Yeah. And one day my son, Matthew, this was a few years ago. He was like 14 at the time. And I picked up something at Target. We were in the food aisles and he's like, mom. Why do you have to pick up, you know, why do you have to read the ingredients? It wouldn't be in the store if it wasn't safe. Oh my like, that right there. That is why I need to get my message out and, and help because no one's manufacturers aren't telling oh. us that the food might not be okay. And our products might not be okay. And there's a whole other discussion we can go down about marketing yes. and all of that. So how has this trickled into your family? So at this point, now that you really, you know, really stepped into it even further in your business and so forth. So it's interesting. My kids, you know, when they, I told them I was going to health coaching school, they're both very picky eaters. And they were like, nope, don't you do that health coaching thing with me. Um, (laughs) And to an extent, you, you know, they, I mean, they're still pretty picky. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I buy Annie's mac and cheese because mm-hmm. it's got organic pasta. I do the small things that I can for them. Yeah. But then all of our products are non-toxic. And yeah. so at least like when they're washing their hair, when they're, you know, the laundry, the 
soap, I mean, everything, you know, else that we use. And so I hope that for them, that at least eliminating some, and they now use those products. And my son went to college and he's like, where's my stuff? So, <laughs> Good. Uh, so they're, they're learning yeah. and they may come back around to the food part. It's well, my son is in college. He's a sophomore and he texted me from Walmart one day and he goes, mom, he goes, I just, he's very picky. And so he doesn't like a lot of the things that are in the dining hall. And he goes, I just bought a blender. What's that thing in the smoothie that you make? <laughs> But he had to get to that in his own time. You know, I couldn't force it because then he'd be like, oh, mom says I have to have that. That's a definite no. I had the same. For for me, you know, my husband and I are are very healthy eaters and doing the meal planning has been really fun because I've been able to make those meals and test them out myself. Mm. So we have a lot of new meals that we're eating. Um, And by the way, they are amazing. It's not, it's, it's amazing to get a, meal plan and to look at it and say, I will eat everything that's on here. And this is not hard and I'm going to enjoy it. And when you also sell one of them, like like you did with one of them for me, it was like, Oh, I can't wait for this weekend to try that one. (laughs) You know, Um, you get excited as opposed to the regular, Oh gosh, what am I going to put on the table? And this is a pain in the neck. I mean, we've all done that for years. Um, like the chocolate pudding one that I had, you know, it's made with avocados and, and cacao powder, um, and all natural, you know, ingredients, all natural sugar, there's dates. That's the sugar that's in them. Uh, and I ate it and I thought, oh my gosh, this definitely could replace my dinner and give me a chocolate fix Yeah, and a dessert. Sorry, not dinner, not replace my dinner. Right, right, right. right. No, I knew what you meant. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Um, Okay. So I, a couple quick questions. This is amazing. So, um, before I do our wrap up of my rapid fire questions that I have that I think are important for other midlife women to also know, you do have a special gift that, uh, you, that you've created that everyone can have access to. We're going to put that in the show notes below, but what is it and why should they grab it? Yes. So it's a free meal plan. It's five belly trimming 30 minute meals. So it's five dinners that you can whip up quick. They're tasty, delicious, and healthy. So definitely grab them. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I I know what they are and (laughs) you definitely want to grab those. And how can people learn more about you? So, and how you work with them? So they can go to my website, which is a healthy And if you want to book a free call, I always book a free call. There's a, a link right at the top of the website. website. And what would happen on that call just out of curiosity? So when someone's interested in possibly talking to you, um, what, what kinds of things would you be discussing? Sure. So we talk about, you know, what, what you're currently doing, what you're struggling with, where you want to go. And then we put a plan together for what the steps might be to get you there. Awesome. And I love that you incorporate the the approach that you do. A healthy option is really the way. And it's, again, not restrictive. It allows for flexibility. It's enjoyable the way you make it happen because you're you're getting recipes and you're doing it in a way that allows you to enjoy the process as opposed to dread cooking or or missing meals. And also I think this, the other piece of the observation along the way of like really looking and having a coach and mentor work with you to, 
to make adjustments. It's, it's a great process. So, um, so you work with people privately uh, on, on a minimum for a three month program. Yes. Yeah. Which is great. And it gives individuals the chance to really see some progress and then get used to this way of working. Um, and it's a process, yeah. you know, it's a process. So we, you've, you've got to take baby steps to get there. You, Beautiful. Like, can't just throw everything, you know, off the deck. <laughs> and I'm just starting the journey and I'm so excited starting. So it's amazing. Okay. So rapid fire questions for you. So these ones are related to midlife and the, what's next for you um, as well. So where, tell me where you feel like you are at this point in midlife. Like I, I like I've made it, I'm not striving for more. What's, what's next for you? What are some of your midlife goals? So I feel like I finally have my foundation set. Great. So if you're building a house, my foundation is set. And now I'm ready to build the walls and the windows and get the house going. <laughs> Excellent. And you really want to do this. This is, not, this is something you plan to be doing for quite some time, which is exciting. Yes. Okay, great. Who would you say are some of your mentors like if you look at other individuals that are older that it doesn't matter if it's business or life or whatever it might be do you have any mentors that you can look to and say you know that i'm i kind of i look up to them could you think of anybody well the definitely two one of them would be you for sure because mm. you've you've really taken the process of creating a super profitable business on your terms. Thank you. I have. Thank you. Yeah. And you embody that and you teach that. Um, and so, you know, when we have our calls together for my business, it's all, I do want to just take it all in. And I, I'm like, whatever Jeannie tells me, this is the steps for this week. I'm going to do, you know, and you know, I, that's what I focus on. Yes. Um, another one would be uh, Vanny Hari. She's known as the food babe. Oh, okay. I don't know and that. I have learned so much from her. She has actually uh, gone to, I don't know if it's Congress or the government, whatever. She has fought Subway to get the ingredients that they used in their bread, which had been, which was the same ingredients they used in yoga mats. Oh my God. Removed from their bread. She has advocated at Chick-fil-A for the oil that they use to process or to fry their, fry their foods. Mm -hmm. uh, she is a huge food advocate and it's fascinating the inroads that she is making and where she gets stopped. Wow. I love hearing that. You know, I'm always learning something new on these podcasts. I get to ask these types of questions and I, I love learning about people I don't know especially someone who might be older and is on a, still on a mission and, you know, advocating for something um, or living a healthier lifestyle or doing something in business that I'm like, wow, I can look up to. I always, I'm so inspired. So thank you for that introduction. Yeah. And she's, it's a little scary because she's taking on these huge corporations. And mm -hmm. so she had, she wrote a book, um, I forget what it was called, but it was about the, these corporations that she has, um, fought. And, you know, she, she's feared for her life sometimes because mm. she's reached out to these companies and they'll hire a scientist mm. to give them a report slanted in the way that they want it. 
Incredible. You really have to look, you got to dig deep everywhere. Okay. So two other questions. One, what do you enjoy for movement these days, you know, as a way to move your body? Well, I just got back to working out. So treadmill, listening to podcasts. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Okay. And what are you listening to on your podcasts? Well, I listen to your podcast. Thank you. Um, I listen to Dana Wild. She runs Positive Mindset for Entrepreneurs. And she has quick, like, 10-minute. You you cannot leave her podcast feeling down. (laughs) I love that. That's so good. So good. And my final question is, what are you currently reading? What am I currently reading? Well, I'm I'm currently reading Born a Crime to help my 11th grader through remote learning ELA. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also reading um, Glennon Doyle's Untamed for our book club. Great. Oh, good. So, you know, that in a nutshell just shows how diverse you are and, and also how much you have going on in your life, which who doesn't, right? But it's also inspiring, Krista, because you're learning, you're doing the things to work on yourself at the same time, you're in growth mode. You know, you, we, we're never really done. And I, I love that you embrace life to its fullest too. So, so great. It's what we got to do. Exactly. <laughs> so I absolutely love having you here today and talk and, you know, we can talk forever because we do anyway, <laughs> but I love this episode so much because we've covered so many different things. For those of you, again, who are just getting to know Crystal Lyons, please make sure that you go and check out her website. You'll see the link below, grab her free gift. So the five belly, belly tri- trimming meals, the, um, they're 30 minute meals and like, I just know what she puts together is delicious. So grab that. The link is below as well. Krista, is there anything that you want to say to women growing a business at midlife and um, any advice or any words of wisdom or anything that you'd like to say to other midlife women that you'd like to share as we wrap? Yeah, that you can do it. You can do it. And when you hear that little whisper, saying this would be fun or I could do this or even I can't do this. Yes, you can. Yeah, it's so true. You really can. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. And for all of my listeners, uh, we have the Facebook community, which is Midlife CEO, and it's there to provide additional support and guidance and business tips and just Robbing along in the process of growing your business, you can go on over to geniespyro.com forward slash CEO, and it directly links you to the Facebook group we've created. I want to thank you again for listening to these episodes. If you like what we're talking about and you want to comment and share, uh, feel free to leave a comment uh, on our, um, you know, a review, a comment, share, let other people know what we're up to. And, um, and again, thank you, Krista, for being here. It's always a pleasure to spend extra time with you. Thank you so much. Likewise. Okay, everyone. I'll see you for the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Midlife CEO podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.